Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. This story and this guest that we have coming up next is interesting because it's something that I'd never heard of. I'll share a personal story. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, we're kind of in temporary housing. We're in a, a small house in a small town um, in my husband's hometown till our house is built. And one Saturday I get a knock on the door and it's a little kid. And he goes, hey, you got any stuff, any junk you want to get rid of? I'm like, well, yeah, we're we're moving. I got a lot of junk. What do you want? Uh, anything. I go. What are you going to do with it? And he goes, I'm I'm going to sell it. And I go, Oh, okay. Well, I'll help you out. I got junk. Come back next Saturday. He came back the next Saturday. We had a conversation. I didn't have a lot of stuff. He came back the next Saturday. Turns out he he turns out to be my best friend. His name is. Uh, kale he's he's nine and um i guessed he was seven and he goes no i'm nine and then i later find out he's really eight but he's just a kid being a kid trying to make a little bit of money i'd pay him five bucks to walk my dogs and my husband's like you know he's just going to the gas station buying candy and pop i go good he's out working you know i i love this kid and then somebody sends something to my husband one day and my husband walks in and he goes, hey, what's your kid's name again? And I go, Kale. He goes, that's the kid that comes every Saturday? And I go, yeah. And he handed me his obit. Oh, no. Yeah. This was like two weeks ago, Steve. I couldn't get out of bed for a day. I was just distraught. And he drowned. And... uh I kind of became obsessed with that, like, how does it happen? This kid's athletic. He was a ball player. And I also felt like, I don't even think his parents know I exist. Right. You know, I mean, he's just, they live down the street. I'm kind of the newcomer. And so I started reading about statistics and about the loss of children and what happens this time of year. Every year, you know, there are swimming accidents. There are drowning accidents. There was this, just a young girl, I think, yesterday in Wisconsin. Yeah, at a campground. I saw that, too. So as as I'm reading into it, I start reading about dry drowning. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I have not, no. Me neither. And it is happening. And so, yeah, it might happen and your kid comes home and you think your kid is fine and your kid is not fine. And I'm like, what is that about? So we wanted to get somebody on because there are symptoms that you might not know about. Uh, Dr. Gary Reschek is a pediatrician with Northwestern Medicine. Can you explain, doctor, what dry drowning is? Absolutely. I'd I'd like to reassure you, though, that dry drowning is much more of a myth than reality. The fear, the fear of drowning in children is very real, as you were both talking about. Uh, It is one of the leading causes of death in children. But dry drowning itself is something that um, started when they would do autopsy studies on drowning victims, about 10 to 20 percent of them, their lungs would be dry, not have fluid in there. And that's where that term dry drowning originated from. These people who would drown in a liquid, despite having lungs that are filled with air, it would happen due to muscle spasms. And through time, a lot of concern has grown um, amongst parents, and I will attest to this, that every night I'm on call, I'll always get a call um, from a parent who's panicking that their kid was in the pool earlier that day, and now that they have started coughing, and if they have to go to the emergency room, to worry about dry drowning. So, so other parents share. know what this is because Steve hadn't heard of it and I hadn't heard of it. I never gave it a thought while I was raising my kid. It is, it is, it, it's, I'm not sure where it gets passed around, but it's definitely out there. And I've had many parents come to me concerned about it. But uh, 
I'm here to make everyone feel better. Dry drowning, as you're worried about it, is nothing to be afraid of. When children um, go under the water and have what's called a drowning event, um, drown, uh, the terms are very confusing. And since 2002, the CDC and a, mother, a, mother, a bunch of other of the professional organizations adopted the term fatal drowning, non-fatal drowning, and non-fatal drowning without injury. And these are terms that they're trying to replace these more um, confusing terms of near drowning, dry drowning, wet drowning with. But um, whenever a child were to be in water, it's very important that they're supervised. But once they go under and have what's called a drowning event, um, when they're taken out of the water, if they do have fluid in their lungs, there is a chance that later on they could develop what's called an aspiration pneumonia, an infection from that. This could lead to other complications. But what what we see a lot of parents really concerned about is what you kind of described as dry drowning, where you'll have a kid who's in their pool, laughing, playing, splashing, no major concerns, no major events, and then later that night, we'll start coughing. And I'm not sure where this comes from, but that is absolutely, they're going to be okay. There, the, there is nothing to worry about in that case. The, sign, the signs you'd want to watch out for after a child's been in a pool and you're worried that they might uh, have been underwater or gotten water in their lungs, the most important thing to watch for would be increased uh, respiratory distress, rapid breathing. This would be a sign that you'd really want your child to see a doctor. It could be a sign that there is some water in their lungs and that this is something that needs to be assessed. So but coughing, simply, rapid breathing, but just general coughing wouldn't be anything. They would be like really like <gasps> coughing and... and- Exactly. Okay. Now, okay. you will occasionally get a child who does actually get some water in their lungs, and coughing is a natural way to expel that fluid. So if, if your child is, you saw them go underwater, or they were underwater a significant amount of time, and you are worried, and they are coughing, feel free to call, to call uh, your doctor and kind of talk it over with them about if you need to be seen right away. But uh, I could assure you, for that to happen, you usually need a pretty significant underwater event. Okay, and in that where case, the child is struggling. yeah, and if the case, the, then you're rescuing or somebody's rescuing the child, and then you know exactly. that you probably need a follow up. But um, you know, as a doctor, you want to say anything about kids in pools and big bodies of water this time of year? The, absolutely, the best thing for preventing drowning in children is first of all adult supervision. Any child, um, especially under four should be with what they call touch um, supervision, where the the child is within reach of an adult, and it's an adult who's actually focused on the child. They can't be drinking. They can't be having a good time with other adults or having fun that way. Close observation is your best um, defense. Um, And, you know, personally, I've seen patients who unfortunately have drowned, and I, I cannot stress this enough, watch your children around water. Um, but there's other there's other um, things that can prevent drowning too. Swim lessons are beneficial for older children. Life jacket use, especially if they're going to be out on a boat, river, lake, having a good time. And then um, bystander CPR. If you're if this is something that really concerns you, you could look online. There's lots of different groups that offer CPR for parents. This is something that's very um, beneficial if your child were to have a drowning event. And then one of the most important things, too, would be barriers around sources of water, especially home pools. Mm-hmm. Um, 
children are clever. They get into all sorts of things. So oh, yes, rely. they are. <laughs> yeah, you cannot rely on those barriers, but it's no. better that they're there. Well, so, thank you. Uh, thank you for dispelling that, because when I was reading about that, I'm like, is that a thing? And I can't believe you get calls about it. But so that's not the concern. Concern is taking care of your kids and keeping your eye on them, right? Absolutely. You're not going to you're not going to miss a drowning child. (laughs) If your child is seriously ill, you'll know a dry drowning child. Right. Right. Uh, Dr. Gary Restrick, a pediatrician with Northwestern Medicine. Thanks for joining us. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN.